Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sokola Duma Radio. This is a Fangana Hi there, this is Slu Paho, host of The Car Wash. A quick note before we get into today's show, this is a pre-recorded podcast, so sometimes football news comes out after we record the show. In today's show, we discuss the Bidvest Vitz TTM FC situation, and at the time of our recording, Vitz hadn't put out a statement of their own, but since then they have addressed the sale publicly. Also, at the time of our recording, only Ricardo Goss had been transferred to Mamelodi Sundowns, but since then, Downs have also purchased Hashim Domingo and Gift Motupa. But now that that's out of the way, whether you're listening to us on SL Radio, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or Mahikeng FM 96.7's Game Time, enjoy the show. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 32. On today's show, 99 years of Vitz history down the drain. The Premier League is back and still no word from Safa and the PSL regarding the return of local football. Uh, before we get into it, I just want to say a rest in peace to Mike Mukwena. Uh, the PSL has confirmed the death of the Free State Stars Club chairman and founding member of the National Stocker League back in the day. So condolences to his friends and family and to our free state football fraternity i am not alone <coughs> sorry woo. i am not alone joining you uh in your eardrums we've got uh the man with a chipper on his shoulder sean roberts how you doing <laughs> oh, see, i'm great brother how are you my man all goody all goody and joining him is the man who can't be injured Teko Murise, how are you doing sir i'm good at all good all good uh so before we dive into things i just want to say firstly um for those of you who don't know our editor simon strella took paternity leave yes uh to be with his wife and newborn son and in his place stepped aiden hewitt who manned the ship with us uh for the past couple months so we just want to say a big thank you to him for for helping us out during that time and also welcome back to simon and welcome to the world baby william simon strella the first <laughs> of the car wash babies uh, <laughs> uh, but oh, from there i think we can dive straight into the joke of the day sean what you got for us this week yes yes thanks Lou. um what is the difference between a soccer referee and a politician when the referee gets paid, at least somebody wins. Oh, Boom. man. Woo. Shots fired. Shots fired. That's a spicy, That's yeah. a spicy one right there. That's that extra hot peri peri right there. I like it. <laughs> oh, but let's dive into this first story. I think probably the wildest football story of the year for South Africa. And that is that TTM. FC have purchased Bidvest Vitz PSL status, so um, they agreed to sell their PSL status for an undisclosed fee, according to Takuma uh, Ta Mazivandila. Uh, interestingly, Vitz themselves have not released a statement on the matter, but the deal is reportedly done. Vitz is now TTMFC. They're moving to Limpopo and will play football at Tohoyandu Stadium from next season onwards. Now, we have seen uh, similar transactions in the past, most notably is our Black Aces selling to John Kamitis recently and, and becoming Cape Town City. But did you ever think it would be a club as 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 large as Bidvest Viz with such a rich history? Oh, man. It's, you know, I, we spoke about this briefly last week in terms of how sad it actually is, but then you, you're given another week to actually contemplate what's going on. And it's, it's really, really bad. I mean, just the way how this thing has been handled, in my opinion, has just been... 
amateurish. You know, it, it hasn't been good. How the players have found out via WhatsApp. It's just, um, ah, man, it's, it's, it's not okay. It's not okay. And it's with a club with so much history, so many juniors with their hopes literally crashed now because they don't have a PSL team to sort of feed into. Um, yeah, and, and look, the staff of it, so I, I believe that none of the staff are being kept. And you're talking staff that has been there for over 25, 30 years. That's how old this club has been around, you know. Mm. And um, obviously the players, potentially a lot of the players are not going to be going, which we'll talk about now. Um, yeah, it's 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 sad. That's all I can say. It's sad. It's very, very sad. Do you think that Vitz are at fault for not getting ahead of this and, and putting out their own statement yet? I'd, I'd say, um, first of all, I think it's dodgy for Vitz not putting out a statement yet. But uh, I think probably maybe they do have a reason why. But also maybe there, there might be an opportunity or a chance that maybe internally there are conversations that are happening and maybe... Um, you know, big vets, vets are maybe just waiting for everything maybe to go through and maybe they're still sorting out their internal stuff. But you know, um, um, as, as, as people of color, once you bought something that is new, you want to make all the noise about it. I think maybe uh, with the, the new owners, you know, they're going all, all in uh, about this news uh, maybe mm. too soon and uh, not understanding as well the impact that it has and uh, for me the question always comes into um whether they they are ready you know they had plans prior to this you know in place whether they've got um maybe they've acquired players as well you know they know exactly what they need to do in terms of accommodation because this is trend we're talking about we don't know where they're going to stay in Pulukwan and if there is such you know, is, is there room for players to actually come there and stay there? Are they here? They, do they have, you know, a number of players that they are on board already? Do they have a coach? You know, there's so many things that goes into uh, having a team in the PSL unlike having a team in NFD. Those are two different challenges and we know how challenging the PSL may be. You've seen other, how other teams have been struggling for the last 10 years, being relegation bound all the time. It's just that for me, it's it's it's... Because Vets is so big and Vets has got so much history, the way this thing is done, I was hoping that, you know, it would have been done properly, you know, smoothly as well. You know, maybe people that mm. are involved within the teams would have known in advance, you know, been given an option to, 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 to start looking for jobs elsewhere. You know, for a coach, it's easy. You know, with Gavin Hunt's history, it's easy for him to stay two months without having a job and then he'll find a job very very quickly and very easy. As for players that are on top of their game that have been playing for more than five to six years regularly at Vets, it won't be much of a challenge for them to get teams. But there's mm. like Sean has Sean has said, like the staff members that have been there, you know, team manager that have been there since Kuvukile. Now all of a sudden <laughs> you get a text that you know to, to, you need to start looking for a team. It's not easy. It's very, very challenging. And for the fact that the team is moving away from each other, where else those people, they can't, you know, maybe speak with a new owner, like, dude, can you please retain me in this position whatsoever? But it's, yeah. it's very dodgy for me. 
Do you do you, oh, do you think Deco, oh. that um, there's a chance that this still gets reversed? Because I'll remind you of about five years ago, uh, before Cape Town City bought um, Mpumalanga Black Aces' rights, mm. Amazulu attempted the same deal, mm. and it was announced, and then it was reversed because the PSL rejected the the, the application. Do you think that there's any chance that this whole thing uh, gets thrown away and that and that you know it doesn't go through because the PSL still has to confirm this and 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 sign it and sign it off. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about this, uh, uh, that f- what are the rules saying? But for me, for me is, is as looking at the PSL looking for a sponsor, probably maybe they have acquired a sponsor from, you know, Big mm-hmm. First. And, uh, and, and we're looking at a bigger picture. What's the bigger picture? We do need the league to have a sponsor so they can be able to pay those grants to these teams. So now you you might look at maybe them themselves, you know, um, um, going against their rules, their own rules that they have on the board. Maybe looking at what the situation is. But also, I don't think Bidvest would have uh, uh, went on with the deal if they knew uh, that uh, you know down the road it will compromise them. Because this is a big decision. It's not a decision that you can just think over it overnight and, and make a decision uh, maybe a day after. I think this has been in talks. And this uh, um, with Bitverse as well, they've seen maybe how it will work for them or how we do not, maybe the challenges that they may face. But I think for me, I think the PSO won't reverse this decision. It's just that we're just waiting for Bitverse to actually come up with a statement and confirm this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then, you know, we, we have a look at the players who are on their way out. I'd love to get your thoughts on this, uh, Sean. So... We obviously know Tyson has been linked with Paris forever, but Kickoff uh, reported this past week that uh, Tyson and Dion Hotto have uh, already agreed to join Orlando Pirates in principle and um, Mm. that uh, there's strong links with Tabang Monare as well. How does that make the Pirates setup look uh, come next season with with three of the, the type of targets that we spoke about them looking for? Yeah, look, what, uh, what Tyson will bring to any team, um, as we know, which we've spoken about at length. Um, and, and, and I think Pirates is a probably better fit for him than, than Sundowns. Um, I think it's a club that he's wanted to play for for a very long time. If, the, if there was ever a time that he was going to leave Vitz, it was probably going to be to, to Pirates. Um, again, we don't know. I know Dion Hotso has... Um, they have uh, agreed terms. Um, I'm not 100% sure on Tyson just yet, but uh, I stand to be corrected. Um, yeah, Tyson brings leadership. We know that. Um, he's he's hell of a good in the air. He's improved over the years with the ball at his feet. He can build it from the back. He's a leader. Um, and Dionato, what he can bring down that left flank is, um, yeah, he, he's been a revelation in the PSL this season. What surprised me is um, the goalkeeper, Goss, from Witz, has, uh, they've said he's yes. signed for Sundowns. Um, which just makes absolutely no sense. He's 26 years old. He's had the season of his life. And now he's going up against four other very, very good goalkeepers where he's he's not even going to be third or fourth choice. So um, he's obviously signing maybe with the aim to go on loan. I'm not too sure, but it's a, it's a bizarre signing for me, that one. Mm. On your side, I mean, we also saw Gift Motupa is also linked with with Sundown, so they're also very keen on this on this sale. I've been seeing uh, all the jokes on on Twitter that it's like a it's like a clearance sale over there. <laughs> um, so you know, there, there's about 10, 11 players that I've that I've heard mentioned on the way out of the door. So mm. do you think Sundowns are next, uh, at Deco? Um, in terms of you know, you know, they've already started with Ricardo Goss now. Gift Motupas could possibly be the next. Do you see any other ones leaving? Uh, I see. 
of course, I see all the, the senior guys that have been playing regularly leaving the team. Mm. But the the thing is, uh, um, where are they going? Because most of the teams, you know, you know the challenges, uh, Slug, when you add a team that is paying you so well and because they can afford to and you agreed on on contract and you've been there and your your lifestyle is at a certain place now you have to readjust that and not by choice but because the team has been sold now you 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 end up being in a desperate mode where now um the offers and also the teams will take advantage of bringing offers to these players you know mm. they'll be like dude um you know, this is this is what we can afford. And looking at the teams, like for instance, if there's a quality player from, uh, let's say Monaro, call Alexander to 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 SuperSport, they 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 might take advantage because knowing for a fact that uh, as a player you want to play for a team that is challenging for owners, that's for sure. And also, there's so many teams that are within their budgets. I like mm. Sundowns, you know, not too many teams are like Sundowns, but Big Vez also could play their player as well. So now. As a player, you have to readjust, and I think most of the players that met that beat Vespers, they'll find themselves in a situation where, you know, they don't they don't necessarily gonna get maybe what they were getting at the uh, beat vets, and that might be a challenge on its own. So yeah, did you did you see what happened with uh or, or the or the interview with uh, Matupu, who was busy talking about how he found out about this whole thing through the media, like like a lot of other people, and that now he he wants to go back to SuperSports United. And I think they they spoke to Stan Matthews, and what he said is, look, we, you, you know, he had a great season with us uh, previously, uh, but since they weren't able to bring him back, they have signed other players, and so mm. now it's like this situation where, yeah, sure, this players are on sale, but certain clubs have already made their provisions and mm. they already have other plans, so mm. it's it becomes this very difficult uh, tug of war, uh, and. You know, I I just I still can't wrap my head around ninety nine years. So they are about to turn a hundred, oh, no. and now all that history is just what moved to Limpopo. Now I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> oh, no, it's crazy. And you know what? Also, just to throw in this coronavirus in the mix as well, which is confusing everybody in terms of how the contracts are going to work going forward. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a whole mess. I don't think this has been handled very well at all. Um, you know, if I was a bits player, I'd be. I'd be so disappointed, I guess. And like you say, Teko, you know, the Vitz players, they're, they're well looked after. It's a great club. Um, they're well paid. They're always fighting top four, top three. Mm. Um, and it's and it's a team that you really want in the PSL. And over the years, you, you know, we've started enjoying watching Gavin Hunt's and, um, you know, his passion on the side of the field. And, he, and he's sort of embedded that in the Bidvest Vitz um, team that he's he's acquired over the past uh, few years that he's been there. So it's... It's sad. It's sad for everyone, man. And, and that beautiful stadium, which is going to go to waste, which has been part of the PSL for years and years and years. And it's just, yeah, man, it's depressing. And Sean, also, we 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 spoke about this as well, that saying, you know, um, coming into the PSL, I don't think it, it should be an issue at all, irrespective of who buys this, uh, the status of any team. And I think, you know, by, by the Vets issue, I think because of what the Vets had and what Vets was doing in the PSL, you know, they were competing. Uh, with all the, the, the big teams, Big Vets Vets was slowly turning into a big team because they were always there, you know, uh, causing havoc for all those guys. But now you, you're having a new team that comes on board, which means uh, the challenges, the challenges for the owners now, they're less. So now there's less teams that will be challenging for the owners because there's no way that uh, the teams that haven't been challenging for the owners for the last couple of years, they'll start 
in the new season. You yeah. know, mm. you know. I think that on its own, we 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 taking uh, um, you know, the strength of the league as well. I think it has depreciated a bit, and mm. uh, we're going to see because also they're going to Tando. We're going to use the Tando Stadium. The Tando Stadium is bad as it is. They're mm. going to share that stadium with Black Leopards. That's a challenge in its own, provided so, Black so, Leopards yeah. also survive. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so do you think this is the start of a, the steady decline of the PSL in general? I mean, do, do, do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I can't help but think that this is not a good, not a good sign for the future for the PSL. Did like uh, I, I wish I wish I can I can be positive about it, but I'm not because I see. Uh, there might be uh, more more teams selling come come couple of years down the line because mm. we can see how easy it is to acquire status in the PSL, you know, mm. not like other leagues where you to be screened and be reassessed properly. Uh, we don't want to see a situation like uh, FCAK where you've got so much money you spend on one season, then the next season you are gone, then you want to sell, you want to sell. I think the yeah. PSL also needs to stand firm in terms of their rules as well. They need to check the backgrounds of the people and whether they could afford or not. And also what's important as well is the facilities as well, because we want to keep the PSL standard at a high and uh, and by doing so, we need to we need to have teams that will be able to assist us in terms of those facilities. Because, like I said, the stadium there is bad as it is right now. And <laughs> imagine now two teams have to have to use that stadium week in week oh, out. Man. You know, oh. it's, it's it's bad, man. I feel I feel bad for players that actually have to be traveling there twice to go and yeah. play in that pitch you know what else and then and then imagine the the readjustments that you have to do you know you just, you just it'll be it'll be three times bro you've dude. got baraka you've got yeah. uh four times you got Polo- oh man I don't really <laughs> it's I, a I, whole I, mess I, I, I feel nauseous <laughs> by, by the way by the way sean you mentioned uh gavin hunt and um he, he's now been told to look for a job elsewhere um but you know last week he was busy saying he, he spoke about the big three and how he doesn't want to join the big three because he won't have any control or any 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 say as as the coach really uh because there's so much uh, so much more levels to the hierarchy so you know i saw him rumored with Stellenbosch fc i saw you know, I, I did a fan reaction show on Monday. A lot of people were saying he should go to Cape Town City, interestingly. But what do you think is the next challenge for, for, for Gavin? I mean, he was blindsided by this whole thing. Yeah. Where where would you like to see him if you were to choose a team? You know, and, and you've got a feel for Gavin because what he's accomplished um, at a team like Midvids Vist is, is astronomical. He's, you know, wherever he coaches, he, he wins trophies. So wherever he goes, um, he will be an asset. You know, I would love to see him in Cape Town. I really would. Um, and as you say, Teko, in the past, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm, I'm not too sure a club like Stellenbosch could afford him, to put it bluntly. Um, although it would be a, an amazing project for him, a, a very new team into the PSL um, with his sort of, um, what's the word, uh, the, the way he coaches. You know, he's very strict to the players sometimes. Um, I think he could add a lot of value that takes nothing away from Steve Barker because I think Steve Barker is doing a great job there. And um, if there was a club that he would join that I can only see it would be Cape Town City. I can't see anywhere else. If, if he's saying, right, guys, no thanks for the top three, there's, there's only Cape Town City, in my opinion. <clears throat> and, um, and, that, and that would be exciting. I don't know. Yeah. How, I don't know how to be with him and John, but I mean, it, w- it would be exciting. <laughs> and he would, he would be Teko's boss that side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for it would be very interesting if if he comes and joins Cape Town City. But the the 
uh, knowing as well what uh, what Gavin has done over the years, he manages to take young players and introduce them. He's not scared to introduce young players into the first team, but also he's the guy that also is not scared to go out of the country and buy quality players. And also that requires also big pockets as well, because mm-hmm. he's he's been in that situation where he's used to doing that. A super sport, he was able to do that because they have they have the finances at first, they have the finances to do so. I'm not sure if that can be the case at Cape Town City, but looking at Stellenbosch as well, Stellenbosch wants to sustain their status, they wants to be a force to be reckoned with as well in Cape Town. And 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 the owners got money, dude. Like uh, the I know wow. this, but don't be fooled by the sponsor. They were Rama. They on the t-shirt. <laughs> this, 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 this dude, this dude is loaded a lot. And it's if, Rupert, right? Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. and if he wants to, if if he really, really, really wants to change his team, and 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 I think the only person that can change all that, as much as we know Steve Parker has been doing well, but you you also want to do great, and we know. That if if really really they want to change their fortunes altogether, uh, Gavin needs to be on board. But also the challenges will be the guys that were playing under Gavin adverts, you know that he didn't use that at Stellenbosch right now. So if he has to go there again, you're facing the similar challenges that you ran away from. So yeah, I disagree. I can't see him going to Stellenbosch. I, I can't see it. Yeah, but like I said, if anywhere, Cape Town City. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Either way, he would be down in the Western Cape, which would be an interesting, interesting shift uh, into next season. Uh, mm. But, you know, that that concludes our chat about Vitz. I mean, it's a developing story. We're probably going to talk about it in some way again next week with players leaving the door. Gavin has to try and pick his next project. But onwards we move. Um, up next, we have 10 quickfire questions. Uh, 10 quickfire questions is where we get your favorite PSL players on the line and put them on the spot. This week, we had Supersports United midfielder Tebu Homokwena. Have a listen. Hi, I'm Tebu Homokwena from Supersport United. This is my 10 fire question. Who is the funniest guy in the PSL that you've played with? Obviously, it's Gabuza. of course. And then who is the yeah. flashiest dresser? Flashiest. Yeah. I'm saying it's Morgan Gold. Who is the worst dressed that you've played with? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit personal, this one. <laughs> okay, let me give it to Qualifabul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, I think, the second or third time we've heard him as well. <laughs> All right. What is the worst mistake that you've made in a match? I haven't scored an old goal, so I haven't made a penalty. Ah, which one? Yeah. I, I, I would say meeting one-on-one. Yeah, I would say meeting one-on-one. Meeting yeah. one-on-one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Who is a teammate who thinks that he's funny but is actually not? <laughs> that that is so terrible. I know, man. I, I. Okay, no stress, no stress. Uh, what, is your, your, what is your favorite footballing memory? Qualifying for Olympics. Then uh, what is your favorite goal that you've ever scored in a match? Uh, obviously, the one I scored in Egypt uh, against Cote d'Ivoire. Very nice. And then currently, what is your favorite car at the moment, your dream car? My dream car, uh, it's Mustang. What is your favorite local South African dish, food? Food, oh, I'll up and stew. And stew. And then last but not least, what is your favorite holiday destination? Or it can even be somewhere that, that you're planning on or hoping on going Hoping, okay, I'm going, okay, Paris. And there you have it, 10 quick fire with the reigning PSL Young Player of the Season, 
We, of course, haven't had this season's uh, awards because the season is not finished and we will discuss <laughs> that nonsense later. But uh, fun fact, in my dis- in my interview with Debuho Mokwena, he mentioned uh, a fact that I, I didn't realize as he's come up through the ranks is um, both of his debuts came from uh, Stuart Baxter. Stuart Baxter, uh, so yeah. At Supersport United, Stuart Baxter handed him his debut. And for Bafana Bafana, it was Stuart Baxter who handed him his debut. So a lot of faith mm. shown in the boy. Um, mm. I think teacher's he's had another... <laughs> Sounds like a teacher's pet. <laughs> <laughs> he's had another great season, though. Um, and I, I think he continues to go from strength to strength. Um, so, did, did he say Paris? Did he... Uh... Is that somewhere he's been or he hasn't been to Paris? <laughs> no, he hasn't been. He hasn't, he hasn't been to been. Paris. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. I, I felt okay. I felt bad because Jamie, he's only 23. I think a lot of the PSL guys who've who've been overseas, they're like 29, 30, you know, Fair up enough. there. And and he and, and he also said he only bought his first car this year. So I don't think you go on okay. like a, an expensive holiday before <laughs> before no, fair enough. buying your first car, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Alrighty, but we move on to the international news desk. This is where we take a look at what's going on in Europe particularly. And uh, this week we have the return of the English Premier League. Um, at the time of this recording, we we have not seen any of the football. So uh, Man City take on Arsenal Wednesday night. And then Friday we see Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester United. Come oh. Sunday... Chelsea will face Aston Villa and we see the Merseyside derby between Liverpool and Everton. So depending on what happens in the City Arsenal game, the Reds could be champions by Monday by Sunday, sorry. Uh but apart from the title race, how are you guys feeling about the return of football and what other stories are you looking out for? Maybe be the Champions League qualification or the relegation battle. What what are you most looking forward to with this season? I think for me it's, you know, obviously I want to see what happens with that Man City decision, whether they're going to be excluded from the next uh, couple of seasons. It was the Champions League, I believe it is. Yes. Um, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see these games behind closed doors and, and what impact it it actually has. You know, I mean, it's an amazing what a crowd of 65,000 can bring to a game. But, you know, when you start hearing echoes in the stadium, it's going to be something different. But, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. And, yeah, you know... As much as a Man City fan, I am. I'm, I'm very happy for Liverpool when they be crowned, when they are crowned champions, and they thoroughly deserve it. Mm. And I'm glad the Premier League is going through with that, um, so they they get the the rightly deserved uh, championship win. You know? Yeah. For for me, uh, uh, maybe a couple of things that I'm looking forward to is obviously um, you know seeing Liverpool being crowned, which we all know that uh, it's 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 on the cards already. And, and possibly to see the players that we're doing well within the league, whether they'll continue with that form or not. You know, it's, it's uh, because in the PL, you know how important it is to be a top goal scorer. You know how the strikers they take it so seriously. So it's, it's it's for me, it's also to see how that continues, and probably maybe to see now that uh, Jose Mourinho has been given enough time now to readjust to the new team. And to see how Spurs will finish, because for me, Spurs has always been one of the interesting teams within the EPL that is not fighting for honors really, really, really the way they're supposed to. And then knowing how the coach is, you know, the guy is a winner, you know, and he will probably want to turn things around. So it was interesting to see which teams actually qualify for the Champions League. And yes, with that interesting issue for Manchester City as well, to see 
whether also they the team that can sustain the performance that they've been having or whether they wanna and also with the talks for for Pep maybe leaving or staying and also seeing if they will sign new players coming into the team so EPL is always interesting and I've and I've realized also with 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 other leagues as well that are back uh, playing playing closed doors there's always like a, a sound of fans you know that they're playing in the stadiums you know you you hardly yeah. hear. You had to hear players calling the ball and whatsoever. So, because of course, for for one, I thought that would be weird. I don't want to hear Messi calling the ball. I don't want to know how he calls the ball or, or or maybe the way he shouts at other players. But there's there's always crowds going uh, uh, voices there at the stadium. So probably maybe that will be implemented as well in the EPL. And you could see also with the stadiums as well. It doesn't look empty because there's always images there on the seats. So it's very interesting actually how they made it. I just hope that EPL also will do the same thing. Yeah, I think I think what you're referring to there it was weird with the Bundesliga. They didn't do that. It was, yeah, it was very yeah. quiet in the stadiums. And then with La Liga, they they brought. It looks almost like when you play FIFA. It looks like what the crowd looks like in FIFA. And then they have the sound of the fans. And I think there must be some guy controlling it because it sounds like they celebrate goals. Too, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it should be interesting. I think I think the Premier League will probably want to do that just because it, with Bundesliga it looked weird. It, it just <laughs> looked and sounded weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's like a training, yeah. you know. <laughs> hearing the guys, every everybody, men coming past the ball. Ah, no, I don't want to hear those type of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So on that note, uh, um, we 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 should mention Bayern Munich are now officially champions in Germany. Of yeah. course, I think Amazing. I think it's the eighth time in a row. Yeah. Um, something crazy like that. But uh, yeah, they they. They cruised to, to victory. I don't think that surprised anybody. Um, they were favourites coming into it. It's it's a similar situation to Liverpool, kind of where it's it was only a matter of time. Um, sure. And as good as Dortmund were, they weren't going to catch, you know. So congratulations to Bayern Munich champions of Germany. Uh, but as we move on, uh, we see this story about uh, we we actually covered this when it was first announced. But FIFA are now officially set to launch their global fund for player salary protection. Uh, so FIFA and Fifth Pro, the World Players Union, have reached an agreement to establish the fund. It aims to provide financial support to players who have not been paid or have no chance of duly receiving the wages agreed with their clubs. And they've set aside 16 million, uh, sorry, 16 million U.S. dollars for the fund uh, up until 2022. So finally, we see this fund launched. And I think especially when it comes to the shrinking of, 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 of clubs' budgets and, and you know, p- players' contracts still being active, you know, with COVID-19 and that crisis, I think it's as timely as it could possibly be. I think it's said to be launched in July officially. Yeah. What does this mean for the future of, of, of especially, let's look at, at, at the PSL and, um, and uh, the NFD, where clubs are struggling to pay their players and, and their budgets are going to decrease. Do you think this is like the perfect kind of system uh, to look after players and, and, and their and their salaries? Well, Slu, it's on paper, it looks amazing, but you've just said $16 million over four mm. years, basically, mm. over three years. Yeah. So uh, for me, it needs to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. I, I can't see $4 million a year being enough to, to to carry this, especially over this pandemic, which is happening. I don't know if you agree, but I just, I mean, it's, it's an amazing initiative. Um, but $4 million, I just, I mean, that's that's one or two players' wages in Europe. That's, that's one player wages in Europe. So I don't know how it's going to be split 
if you know what I mean. Does it, does X go to Africa? Does X stay in Europe or whatever? But but for me, it doesn't seem enough. Unless I'm missing something completely. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe they don't have enough cases that comes to them in terms of the salary wages. That's why maybe the budget is that low. Because for me, it's, it's ridiculous to have 16. But it's like you said, Sean, it's a good initiative. And uh, for, for, for us also within within our continent as well, I think there's so many cases that that we have when players' uh, contracts are not uh, uh, followed through or teams not respecting contracts. There's sure. so many teams also in the PSL that I don't want to mention their names. You know who you are. And I think <laughs> that initiative will come if it has to come also into the country as well where uh, uh, it will be implemented. It will be, it'll, it'll be super great also because we've seen how players always taking their teams to court and all the type of stuff. You know, we want to see the players on the pitch, man. We don't want to see them in court and fighting yeah. what they do for. I mean, we sign the contract, respect the contract. You know, if, if I think maybe if, if those teams probably maybe they should start signing better contracts, you know, where there is a termination clause mm. that, that is on the contract because teams tend to terminate the contract without any reasonable, you know, any reason, you know, because sometimes with also with the code of conduct, you know, the teams are in code of conduct. Okay, those who have code of conduct every season, because it changes all the time. With code of conduct, probably maybe after uh, being in DC three times, maybe they might maybe cut your salary maybe in half. But I've never heard of a team in South Africa where it just terminates your contract based on the DC decision. Mm. So, but but you can see that happening most of the time. I'm just saying also with the players as well, they need to be aware of this small small things in the contract as well because teams taking advantage because of they know for a fact that most of us we don't know the laws and yes sir uh, and we need to be careful of that yes Definitely. sir agreed moving on we have a feature called the secret footballer for those of you who don't know our sister publication kickoff if you look at their back page of each of their issues they have a uh, a feature called the secret footballer where someone involved in the local football space tells a story of something that's going on or their experience what do you have for us this week sean yeah so the secret footballer today has been part of a team that's been through a couple of coaches over the past couple seasons and he says you're not building anything if you're going to hire and fire coaches just because of results. You have to have a plan, play well, and then the results will come. You can't keep bringing in coaches and thinking that results will come. So my question to Teko is how how important do you think it is to have a sort of head coach that is a leader in, in your team, but someone who's been there for three or four years, but especially how that filters down through the development structure. So I'm not going to mention any clubs or whatever here, but you, you look at certain clubs that go through coaches of coaches after season after season, but what does that actually do for the development structure? Because, um, you know, when, you, when you've got a Sir Alex Ferguson on top, you know, for 16, 17 years, however long it was, and how that filters down into the development structure and what it brings to an enterprise, which doesn't really happen in South Africa. Do you know what I'm saying, Tex? What, what, yeah. what do you think of that? Yeah. First of all, I don't, I don't think we we believe teams. I don't think they believe in their own visions to in the first place. Um, I think they set themselves goals, and then they they don't have a good criteria in terms of how they select in the coaches, and also um, what their requirements are from the coaches as well. Because sometimes as coaches, we we want we just want the job, right? You get there, and then you you promise to survive relegation. And then once you survive relegation, now the team now come new season, they've got new ambitions. Now they want to win the league, which is impossible. Yeah, you know, I think also it helps to have a coach that has vision for the team, and it also helps for the team also to believe in the coach to also help him get the required players that he needs. Because 
because by changing all those coaches uh, every season, I promise you, it affects the development structure because nobody will get promoted because most of the time it's always great as a player as you get promoted by a senior coach, by a team that coaches the senior team because he knows exactly how to use you. I like being promoted yeah. by just the chairman of the team because he feels some type of way because most of the time when they promote players, especially chairmen, they, they're promoting players based on emotions because they've invested in the player, they want to see him play. But as a coach, you see that he has a potential to do something for you or you want to give an opportunity and we've seen in all big teams how they do it i think it's mm. important for, for for teams that are actually in that position where get a right coach and sometimes to get a right coach it might take a while but once yes. you once you have a right coach i think you need to you need to have your structure properly and have a vision for four to five years because all these great teams that we're speaking about in the country that we have been speaking about for so long they're not great they didn't be they, be, they didn't become great you know in one season they became great over the years and by doing mm. so they, they they started building their teams you know they they they've acquired young stars that will be there in the team for longer period and the understanding becomes better. Of course, you can have additional members within uh, the season or every year, maybe add one or two, but I've seen teams that are changing the whole team every season. And then and then you become surprised when they're consistent because you can have all the great players. You can select the best players to come and play, you know, uh, in one team, but you have a team out of them. Sometimes it becomes very, very difficult, especially yeah. when you don't have a coach that has a character to, to to be in charge of a dressing room. And I think most teams that are changing coaches all the time, I think the problem is also down in the dressing room because now there's too many influence. You know, uh, the, the chairman thinks that now they're coaches. You know, they tell the coaches who to play and whom not to play. And, uh, and, and they're coaches as well, you know, because of maybe also they feel like, you know, I haven't been doing well, so I can allow the chairman to tell me certain things. And by doing so, you're opening up another channel that you might not be able to close you know later yeah. on so i think it's important for coaches sean to 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 go to the right teams you know because yeah i agree yeah because that's important because otherwise you can only be great we, the reason why you speak about great coaches is because they've they were in the position where the teams actually believed in them and they started mm. uh, you know having good results you, you've been judged by good results you've been judged by winning trophies as well and that's not going to happen overnight you need to have a good team and all the great players as well they need to have a good coach for them to actually perform well so i think it, it balances off but i think the most problem that we have in africa not only just in south africa is the chairman that believes that themselves they know better than the coaches. Yeah. And I think I think what Deco was referring to there is also what Gavin was speaking about with, with regards to the top three, where I think maybe, if, you know, if you take away uh, Sundowns, for example, where Pizzo clearly has quite a, a lot of influence, I think um, the issue of, of chairmen's being involved and, 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 and coaches not really having a lot of time, that's perhaps what Gavin was talking about. Like, if I'm going to be coach, I need to be in the driver's seat and nobody else, no backseat drivers this side. Like, I need to be in, in full control. Um, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting one do you think that maybe um this 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 thing of like legacy chairmans where it's almost like the, you think of the club you think of the chairman do you think that that has to be be drawn to an end I've, I've seen some fans of certain clubs which i won't mention growing frustrated with their chairman and and, and wanting them to perhaps take a step back and, and and bring somebody new in with with who'll take a step back and kind of let the coach do his thing do you think that that error needs to kind of come into play Sean well yeah I mean it's it's it doesn't it doesn't really happen in South Africa if you think about it does it if the, the fans really go off at the coaches not so much at the chairman 
Mm. So you, you never really see a, a packed FNB stadium saying, oh, we want Kaiser out. That's never going to happen. And, for, and rightly so. He's a legend. He, but, but you'll see, okay, we want this coach out. We want that coach out. When England or Europe, you see we want the chairman out because they know that changes, big changes will be made from the top. It'll filter all the way down through the bottom. So it's yeah. an interesting one. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one, but it, it does everything. Start everything starts at the top. Also, to to to, to come back to, to to what Gavin said as well is, most coaches who have that possibilities where they don't need you know the back seat and they don't need to be told, they 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 earn that you know during the years. I think also with Gavin when he started, he he was not in the situation where he is right now where he can call the shots. So, mm. but but also the the challenges are. Not many coaches are given that opportunity to grow and earn their rights. I think Gavin has earned them because he's won so many trophies. So when you hire Gavin, you know exactly what he comes with. He's going to tell you what he needs and leave him like that and let him win trophies because he's won them before. He's got a reference. So now all these coaches, the younger coaches that are coming through, the chairmans, they, they want to copycat. They want to, they're seeing what Sundance is doing, what Chiefs is doing, what Price is doing, they want to do them into a team forgetting that they don't have the resources to do so. So sometimes you, it's, it's, it's going to take two to three years to actually find the right combination within the team. Hence, it's important as well. I think it's important for everyone that is part of the team. It's important for scouters as well to scout a player that will fit into the system, not because it's an exciting player. You know, mm. to have a formidable team that will actually be good in two years. Everybody wants to form, to have a team that will be good next season. You know, I want to be great next season. They're not thinking sure. about two years down the line. I think that on its own, it, it, it brings so it's a much. problem. Yeah, I mean, it's a problem for, for, for so many teams within the country because, like I said, like they can, anybody can buy their status and come into the into the league and own the team and be excited and go. If you're not going to bring the quality within the team, if you're not going to change or contribute positively towards the game, then there's no point because we always want to see the game uh, grow. We always want to see players, you know, because at some point for me, I would really want to see probably maybe 20 to 40 percent of the players that are in the national team that are all from the small team. Not because maybe we're feeling pity for them, but because of the teams they're playing for. They're actually great. You know, yeah. we don't we don't want the situation where a team is winning a league with 18 points. What has everybody been doing? Mm, you know, teams yeah. are getting relegated with six games to go. We don't want that. Of course, if it happens, it's unfortunate, but we don't want too many of those. We want teams to be start challenging. Else, I've always had a problem with the top eight. I, I like the top eight, the concept of it. I like the trophy. I mean, it's it's quick money. It 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 builds the excitement within the league, you know, towards the new mm. season. That's that's perfect. Mm. That's fine. But now you find teams that are just going into the new season to fight for a top eight position. So now, mm, so, so now, high. so now here you are, Slu. You are a team that's for formidable team. You've been fighting for honors. Come last game of the league, you're winning the league, you're losing the league by a point. You are number two now on the lock. You're on top eight next season. You got knocked. You get knocked out by a team that is number seven. Mm. Do you know? Do you understand? Like I, I just feel like maybe if 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 in South Africa, you know, being on a top four because you qualify for Champions League, you qualify for CAF. I think that those are the rewards for being in the certain positions as well. I think if we can have a a cup that that caters for that, so that we can have we we can run away from. I mean, the top eight has been there for how long? Let's run away from the top eight part. Let's look at the top four. Let teams fight for being in the top four. Because, I mean, we're tired of teams that say, I just want the top eight bracket, top eight bracket. For what, guys? Come on. Yeah. For yeah. what? <laughs> for who now? For who now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, moving on, we have this week in football history. Today, we remember.
remember great moments from the past, we dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This is where I take a look back uh, and taking you all down memory lane. So this week in 1994, one Motobi Mvala of Highlands Park was born. He turned 26 this week. Uh, also this week back in 1967, Liverpool boss and two-time German manager of the year, Jürgen Klopp, was born in Stuttgart. And uh, also this week in 1998, Bafana Bafana played to a 1-1 draw against Denmark with Benny McCarthy grabbing his first FIFA World Cup goal. And also this week in football history, we lost to Spain at the 2002 World Cup, losing 3-2, and Benny McCarthy got his last World Cup goal. Who knows, if he was selected for the squad eight years later, maybe he would have gone three for three. But hmm. we move on to uh, uh, one of our final stories here. So Safa and the PSL, are they taking too long to announce new dates? So back on March 20, uh, sorry, March 16th, the PSL suspended all football due to the coronavirus pandemic. It's now been three full months and we still don't have any new dates or announcements regarding the 2019-20 season conclusion. The season has a July 31st deadline, according to FIFA, to be concluded in some way. Are Safa and the PSL like taking far too long over here gents well it's 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 they're just not seeing eye to eye and that's the problem and unfortunately when you're in a situation like this you need to put all your troubles aside and just come to a conclusion for the better of 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 the beautiful game football i mean um also i don't, I don't think they've got really the go-ahead from government in terms of what can and ca- cannot be done in terms of uh, starting the league again or concluding the league so but yeah, it's taking far too long. The clubs are are confused at what's happening. Um, they can't commit unless you Sundowns to you know to make certain signings. Um, yeah, we, we need answers, man. We need answers because a lot of people's jobs are on the line here. Yeah, I think also it's it's. Um, I, I, I think it's positive that we see other big leagues are coming back. You know, we've been watching games now. And I'm sure also they're watching games to see how it's done. I think they need to come up with a date and and let's continue with the game because the challenges that we're facing, those top countries as well, they have the similar challenges irrespective of the infrastructure that they have because coronavirus affected everyone. So I think they need to come up with a date and tell us when to play. And also I think what's important as well, maybe to, to, to tweak a little bit of regulations as well because if you look at... You look at uh, uh, Spain, there were five substitutions, if not four. They're allowed to substitute mm. more mm. numbers of the players, merely because, you know, you also want to protect the players from injuries and all that stuff because they want to play so many games within a short space of time. I think we can look at that possibilities as well because if we say 31st of July, you know, it's 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 one of those days that probably maybe the league should be done by that time, which means you're requiring the team to play every three days. So you can mm. have a little bit of adjustments on top of that. Like, you guys, you can substitute so many. Of course... It'll work well for your for your uh, uh, Highlands Park where they can introduce four defenders come come second half and defend <laughs> the game <laughs> and, and defend the game. But I think everybody has an opportunity because I mean that's that's that can be the rule that anybody can use it, you know, whatever how. But I think it's just important for them to come back and tell us a date. I think it's we also craving our our own local footballers. Or I think there's yeah. so many things that needs to happen. You know, players needs to move. Players need to find jobs. And also, there's a challenge. Other players' contracts are done. They're still stuck with their old team because the league hasn't been finished. So there's so much. There's so many dynamics that are happening. I think for that to be cleared, let's just finish with the league and let's look at the new challenges uh, ahead of the new season. 
Yeah, and and the reason why I bring this up is because back in May, uh, Safa and the PSL announced their joint task force, um, and they were tasked with trying to find the right way to bring football back. I think according to government, the most recent announcement they've made was regarding training that they're allowed to you know come back to training, but I, I haven't really seen teams back in their normal training facilities. Uh, but in terms of just the announcements that Safa and the PSL made, they go, okay, the Joint Task Force has two weeks to come to, uh, to, to, to put together a report. That report then goes to the Joint Liaison Committee. That was, that was the end of May. That was May 31st. And now we're in level three, going to advanced level threes and what, what. But don't you think if you're going to tell us that stuff in May, surely just keep us updated or, or, or let us know what progress has been made in terms of you, what you guys have 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 researched and and what you guys have found because now everybody's in the dark uh, do you think that do you think that they they're waiting just to be 100% sure or do you think that there is no clarity no slew i think this has just magnified the relationship between psl and software in terms of how they're not getting along how they have never really got along and i think this is a great example of it um, i think they're, they're, they're batting heads in terms of what the psl wants and what safa believe should happen and this is just magnifying what's happening so yeah we should have had answers by now it's you know the clubs are going crazy i, I presume take you know you're still part of it and uh, it's the players just want to play football man and the supporters just want to watch yeah. it but I, but i believe sean that uh um these people actually do communicate with the teams. Maybe it might not be out there in the public, but I'm sure there is a conversation that is happening within the teams. But it's just that, you know, the relationship that Safa has and the PSL, you know, now they're forced now to get along, you know, and sometimes it becomes uh, very difficult because of the egos that comes into play. But I think now it's important for, 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 for both Safa and the PSL to look at the bigger picture, which are the bigger picture is the players, because the players yeah. are the properties of these companies. You know, there's 16 big companies in the league that are that have so many people that are employed, and those people actually have other people that they're taking care of. So there's a chain of, you know, responsibilities within everybody else. So I think it's important for them to come up with the date and let's continue and let's face those, because those challenges that they may come, they're all going to be new to everybody. So I think we shouldn't be scared of facing any new challenges because they're new to everybody. So whatever that we're going to face is going to be you. Let's find a solution and let's continue. Because I think also the biggest risk is, Sean, is having to come back and uh, maybe start to play. Let's say Baraka's playing Vets, uh, whatever the case may be. Now here, all of a sudden, four players from Baraka testing positive, mm. you know. I think also that needs to come back to maybe the team, maybe the league saying like that because now it's going to delay the whole league. So it might as well be deducted for points so that the teams can take this thing very seriously. They can sure. make sure that the players are, are are doing correct stuff because the more delay happens, you know, there's more money that has been lost, you know, and it affects everyone. So we cannot um, be in a situation where four players are delaying the whole league, Yeah, and, you know? Yeah, it's just it's just like what you what you're mentioning is actually quite topical because and there's been no postponement of the of the Premier of the Premier League because of this. But Tottenham played a behind closed doors friendly against yeah. Norwich City recently, and there was a Norwich City player who tested positive for Corona, and reports are that he was involved in that match. And you know, if you have a situation like that. It, it becomes like an NBA thing where oh now we have to postpone because of one guy or because of one player, you know, and you don't want that situation. So I, I, I suppose 
that's a concern. But rigorous mm. testing. I mean, the, the the Premier League every few days they do a round of testing, a round but, of testing. But also, so mm. you play, when you play your friendly, these people because you're a big team, they come into you to come and play the friendly. You test them before they before you play them. Mm. You know, because 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 now you're a bigger team and you know the consequences are because nobody said you shouldn't play a friendly, then nobody forced you to play a friendly. So it's your decision to play a friendly. So it's your responsibility as well that your players are are, are, are coronavirus free. We don't we don't saying the PSL teams shouldn't play friendlies, but what we're saying is once now they're back, whatever in camp, whatever the case might be, make sure that everybody is perfect, everybody's in tip top condition. Because once you get delayed, the points are going to be deducted. Trust me, no team yeah. wants to be relegated by not playing football. So everybody yeah. wants to play and end their points. So now teams will take these things very seriously. The players also will know that they're taking this very seriously. So the teams also might have their own regulations and say, if you're testing positive, chief. We're deducting half of your salad on top of the 30% that we've been deducting. So now everybody <laughs> takes this thing seriously. Because most yeah. of the time is, most of the time, I promise you, Slo, most of the time is like as a player, you don't know uh, uh, amount of money that has been spent by the team itself. And uh, you don't know, because for you is, I'm a player, they need to pay me, you agreed on the contract, right? And, uh, and, and, and you don't know the amount of money that the league spends on the team to, for them to play better or the amount of uh, money that, that, you know, television rights, that there's so much money that is involved. So with so much money that has been involved now, we go to a point where now we scrutinize everything. So now we in the position for, for also the players also to come on board and be as professional as they can because they not they're not just gonna be the ones only affected, they're affecting the whole league. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. And uh, our last story of the day now is uh so we of course know the situation regarding Kaiser Chiefs and their transfer ban uh that was handed down by FIFA. It's a two-window transfer ban and it's due to their handling of the signing of DAX. Uh so they have their appeal set for September, ironically the month right after the transfer window closes. And um <laughs> and uh so now that there's there's a story if you if you pick up the paper for only four bucks, uh the SIA special um is regarding Butlem Kwanazi and um other targets it's basically would they wait for chiefs appeal process because i think either way chiefs will only be able to to sign new players in january so um with with everything that's going on do you think that chiefs targets i mean it, uh butlem kwanazi is on the list but also there's a taborakale there's a few other players who've been linked with that move do you think that mm. they'd be willing to wait until after that september appeal to, to sign a pre-contract with kaiser chiefs or do you think that it's a little too much to ask of a player under these circumstances well it's so here's my way of thinking if if the appeal is only in september then surely it should be the, the two following transfer windows that they cannot be active. So uh, unless I'm being stupid, but if, if they've put it into September, then surely they can make signings now. That's, oh, that's oh. what I would have thought. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, they've, said, they've said that they can't. So Chiefs can't sign anyone in this in this coming transfer window. That's why they haven't been involved in the clearance sale with Vits or anything. So oh. um, it's, it's this window, it's January, and then it's next... It's next June to August next, as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and look, uh, so to answer your question, it's a massive risk for the players to wait. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it does get lifted, which I have a, a sneaky suspicion it will do. And if it does get uh, lifted and the players are still in demand, then 
I mean, they're cashing in, you know. I mean, it's great. It's fantastic for them. But it's a massive risk. What do you do? Do you say no to uh, another club just on the hope that uh, a band doesn't um, do, it doesn't get uplifted? I mean, it's it's, oh, it's a tough one here. Hey? I wouldn't like to be in their shoes. But uh, I mean, what they could do in essence is sign a pre-contract, I guess, and, and get paid for six months or however long it is if, they, if it doesn't get lifted and then start start next season. But it's, yeah... So I would want to be in their shoes, put it that way. <laughs> what would what would you suggest to a player if they ask for your advice? Because it is still it's Kaiser Chiefs, it's a huge potential move. What would yeah. you suggest to 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 a player who is seeking advice? I've got a sneaky suspicion that um it will be lifted. I think they're gonna be able to do the transfers, to be honest. All right. That's my opinion. Sean Roberts. Seko, your thoughts? <laughs> would you wait? Uh if if I have my clearance with me, I would wait. You know, because now you're standing a better chance. You're on a drive. You're, you're on a driver's seat. You've got your credits with you. And uh, the chances are, like Sean has said, um, of course, it's a big risk for players, but also it's it's, it's also some things that could have some art, art, art opportunities as well that might come once in a lifetime. You know, also you want to consider that as a player as well. But I think those who benefit with this are the ones probably maybe with their own clearances in hand waiting for case achieved because irrespective there's going to be teams because you can still sign even when when the window is closed with the, with, with your clearance in your hand so i think for that um if other teams as well though they'll still want to come and sign whoever that they want to sign because the chiefs is interested you know what i mean so i think it, i don't think it's it's more of a big risk but it's just that the waiting period also it affects you because now the pre-season at the time, where would you be doing your pre-season? I think it delays the player as well. So I think the sooner uh, 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 the sooner this is sorted out, the better for anybody that wants to play for Kansas Chiefs or also the Kansas Chiefs themselves. Because we also want to see Kansas Chiefs making signings. We want to see Kansas Chiefs being strengthened like other teams as well. I want to see a better Kansas Chiefs next season. I want the to sooner see- the better. Thank yeah, you, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah, boy, yes. And so up next, we have a feature called the Car of the Week. And it is Sean who tells us what wheels we should be saving up for uh, with the with the hundreds of thousands of rands we earn every week. Uh, what, what do you got for us this week? Yes, I think we're all on a million uh, per episode, aren't we? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> which we're going to need it for this one. So the new Aston Martin DBX. The Aston Martin has finally revealed their SUV. If you don't know what an Aston Martin is, it's the car that James Bond drives in the 007 movies. I'm a massive fan of the Aston Martin, so I'm very excited about this one. The DBX launched last month, I believe, with a twin-turbo V8 engine supplied by Mercedes-AMG. Nord to 104.3 seconds, which is very quick for an SUV, starting around 4 million at, and top end, I'm guessing around 5.8 to 6 million rand. Please do yourself a favor and go check out the Aston Martin DBX. Ooh, another supercar 4x4. I think it was uh, Lambo who also recently joined the market with yes, the Lambo truck. Yes. Yeah? Beautiful. Man. People are just going to be speeding in big-ass cars now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not too sure after this pandemic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the streets are going to be relatively empty for a while. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you saw we saw the go- the boy Gabuza might be interested in that in that 0 to 100. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> <For sure. laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's close off the show with a motivational quote of the week as everybody starts going back to work. I think they'll need a little bit of inspiration. Sean, what you got? 
Yes, sir. So sometimes in life you have to think deep and hard about what the universe is trying to teach you instead of focusing and wasting your energy on trying to figure out the reasons as to why the universe is allowing certain things to happen to you. Mm, mm. Nice so one. Basically, basically uh, learn, learn from lessons instead of being mad at everything all the time. Stop being a victim, basically. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. I love that one. So whether, <laughs> so whether you have been listening to us on SL Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple, or uh, during game time on the one and only Mahi Gang FM, we say a big thank you for listening and lending us your ears. We will see you all next week. From myself, Slu, my co-hosts, Steko and Sean, Sayonara, Tutsis, and we shall see you when we see you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Fangana Corner.